Tax-free savings accounts, uh, or TFSAs, were introduced uh, almost nine years ago now. Uh, What are they? And what are some of the things people should keep in mind uh, when trying to grow their money this way? Well, joining me on the line now is uh, Nico Katzka, who's uh, Head of Portfolio Solutions at uh, Satrix, or Sartrix, or Satrix. Nico, good morning. Hello. Good morning, Sarah Jane. Thank you for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Satrix, Sartrix, Satrix. Satrix. <laughs> Satrix. Good. Okay. Uh, th- thank you for thank you for starting with an easy question. I thought you were going to ask me what's my favourite smell. <laughs> I am going to ask you. It's the smell of money, SJ. No, I mustn't. <laughs> I mustn't say that. Listen, let's start at the beginning, and I, and I'm really invested in this uh, in this conversation because um, I I think I've got a tax free savings account, but I'm not sure. Which sounds very odd, but we'll we'll get to that. What is a tax free savings account? So very basically, tax-free savings accounts uh, were introduced in 2015, as you mentioned, um, and it is designed to encourage individual individuals residing in South Africa to save more. So through a TFSA, the uh, growth and in income received on your investments, they are tax-free, which means you're not liable for any capital gains taxes or income taxes or uh, that or income tax on your dividends and interest received on your investment. So the, the whole idea is to make it um, attractive for investors to say, well, I want to put some money aside for my uh, retirement and do so in a, in a tax efficient way. Um, but but yeah, we, we need to unpack that, that, that uh, question you had on whether you have a TFSA account or not, because it's quite important because you have to limit your contributions. That's the only trick is you can only invest up to a certain amount per year. So make sure you know you have a, a TFSA account uh, and that you are not investing above your limit. Right. So let, let me let me give my example then. So a couple of years back, um, I got the Stash app. I think that's what it's called. Um, and it's, it essentially just allows you to stash money every day or whatever. And it does, you know, it's it's one of these little, sort of little gimmicky things. But it's worked pretty well for me. Um, is that, a, do you know, you know the thing I'm talking about? Stash. I, I don't, but the principle uh, seems sensible to stash away money um, every so often to invest in. Right, I think it might be connected to Liberty or something, and so I've been stashing away. And I think it, I think it only lets you stash. And if I'm correct, Nick, you're correct. Thirty-six thousand rand a year, right? For the TFSA, yes. That's for, for a TFSA, for a TFSA. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that is what I've got. I've got. I've got. I don't know. All right. Now, there's a limit to how much you can contribute annually, which is thirty six thousand, but also over the lifetime of the fund. Just unpack that for us. Right. So Treasury allows you to invest up to uh, thirty six thousand rand per year. And remember, that's in the tax year. So that's from one March to twenty eighth or twenty nine February the next year. Right. So you can invest you can invest up to thirty six thousand rand. And then over your entire lifetime, you can invest up to five hundred thousand rand. Now, if you go above that thirty six thousand rand limit in a year, uh, SARS will penalize you 40% on the excess. So if you accidentally, oops, sorry, I put in an additional 10,000 Rand, well, you're going to have to give 4,000 of that back to SARS. So they make it quite, uh, you know, quite painful for you to, to not, not keep track of your limits. And that is why uh, we normally tell clients that, or investors, that they should consider using a platform uh, that will limit them from accidentally 
uh, over-investing into their TFSA in a given tax year. So what I presume is happening, your uh, Stash account, you have linked to your TFSA account, which is in your name under your tax registry, etc. And so they limit you from putting in more than 36,000 Rand a year. I don't think Stash would mind if you invested more, but within the TFSA, they ring fence you and they, they make sure that you don't exceed that 36,000 Rand limit. Okay, so 500,000 Rand over the over your lifetime. So I'm just trying to, I'm frantically trying to do the maths. So you could, if you were going to do this, or maybe you've already done it for me, but if you if you were going to do this consistently year on year, that would, you're looking at what, about 12, 13 years, are you? Yeah, about, about 13 years, your math is correct. So if you, if you do so diligently, so let's say you put away 3,000 Rand every month, which leads to 36 in a year, and you'd constantly do that for about 13 years, that's going to get you to the 500,000 Rand limit. Um, there's a few very important things to remember with this type of account uh, is if you take money out. So let's say I put in uh, my 36,000 Rand for the year, I do so by June. And then let's say in August, I take a holiday, I take out 10,000 Rand. And now I come back from holiday and I say, "Ooh, I want to top up my account back to 36. Remember, you can't do that. So once you take money out, you can't put it back in. So those limits apply to deposits, money coming into your TFSA account. Uh, it, and and so, so the whole idea, the whole premise behind this, Sarah Jane, is to, to remain invested. In fact, I think it's a bit of a misnomer to call it a tax-free savings account. It should really be a tax-free investment account where the idea is that you invest for the long term so that you can reap those tax benefit rewards because those aren't going to materialize uh, in the short term. Right. You know, if, if you think of your 36,000 rand a year, um, you're not going to incur much taxes on that. Uh, you know, so 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 really the benefit comes in long term when you max out, when you get to your 500,000 rand and you remain invested, that is going to make a meaningful difference over a 20 year period. That's going to have a significant impact. OK, so um, you don't have to contribute a fixed amount every month. You can you can or or, or any amount every month you can choose. Am I right in that you can choose what you invest, obviously up to that limit? Does that make sense, Nico? Can anyone hear Nico? He's disappeared. Uh, Nico is back with us, I think. Yes. Nico, I'm so sorry. We've got we've got a bug in the system that's been bugging us a little bit for the last couple of days. But th- but there we are. Okay, you're with us. You're back with us. How how would a, a TFSA be better than a or different to a retirement annuity or a pension fund? So that's a that's a very good question. I think that that's a that's exactly the type of question that um, investors looking to contribute to their retirement need to ask. And so we, we always recommend, you know, using a sensible financial advisor to assist you with these very important tax considerations for the long term, uh, because these aren't, aren't decisions you need to make lightly. So let, let's put the two side by side. So a retirement annuity or an RA, as, as many of the listeners will be comfortable uh, referring to it, that simply means you are contributing a part of your uh, a, a part of your income towards retirement. So you're setting that aside. Now, what you can do with an RA is you can actually claim those taxes back from SARS, right? So if I contribute an amount uh, towards my RA, then uh, SARS says, look, you're, you're helping us by not straining the system uh, for, for investing for your retirement. So we're going to give you a tax break. Now, you can only access your RA 
after 55, or if you're retrenched or something happens and there's an extraordinary event, or you can access portion of it uh, once prior to the age of 55. The whole idea is to, after 55, have your pension and provident fund or your RA be put to use for post-retirement sustaining uh, your lifestyle. So one-third will be, can be cashed out, and two-thirds needs to go into an annuity. That's for an RA and for a pension and provident fund. So effectively, if you can think of it as you locking up funds for one day when you retire. The difference with a TFSA account, it's far more, the discretion is far more on the investor that is trying to save for its retirement. And you are able to, without any cost or penalties, access those funds prior to retirement. So for me, it's not an either-or situation. I think people need to have an RA or a pension and provident fund um, that they're already contributing to. Mm. Then they can supplement that with investing in a TFSA account. So for me, it's more of a top-up exercise. Um, and it is an absolute no-brainer. You know, we, you, you talked to your previous case about smells. I can promise you there's nothing fishy about this. There's nothing smelly. It is absolutely sensible to say, I'm going to take a part of my investment portfolio and put it in a rent fence account where SARS cannot have any claim on any dividends, capital gains, etc., and hold that retirement. So try and keep the two side by side, RAs and TSA. Um, but just remember your TFSA, you have limits to your contribution, but you can access it prior to retirement with any penalty. Nico, we've got so many questions coming in on the WhatsApp line, uh, so I want to uh, I want to get to them. Uh, somebody just asking, what's the interest paid uh, on a tax-free account? And then somebody else, similar question. Hi, SJ, please ask your guest why the interest rates on TFSAs are usually so low. Wouldn't it be more beneficial to take a higher interest on an ordinary investment and just pay the tax? So remember that the interest that, that your that your listeners are referring to is probably on the platform that they use. So I want to be very clear. You can you can have a TFSA. Your TFSA investments are linked to your name and your tax tax number, right? So it's a personal. Uh, it's linked to you as a person. You can actually contribute to a TFSA on multiple platforms. It's not limited to a single platform. So you, for example, are contributing through Stash, but you can also contribute through other online brokers or other asset managers. You can have a TFSA account linked. You just have to be very careful when you actually split it up, uh, across multiple uh, providers because you have to keep your wits about you, right? You can't exceed that 36,000 Rand limit. So what I would recommend is choose a platform. Yeah. And if your listeners are unsure about what type of platform, Satrix Now is a great platform where you can go, you log in, you create an account, and you can see on, on, the, on the app, you can actually just link your uh, account to your TFSA. And then you can contribute there. And the beauty of that is that the, the platform will limit you. It will stop you from over-investing, from going above that 36,000 rand limit. Because Got it you. sounds quite scary that there's a penalty involved, but yeah, at does. least the platform will protect you. And, and is, that, is that the, the usual... Sorry, Nika, is that is that normal? Because I imagine there are various platforms out there. Um, is, is that the normal um, way that they will operate, that there is a limit and it will stop you? Yes, most most that I've seen that is the case. Okay. But remember, they can't stop you if you have multiple accounts. No, so, got so you, your Tetris you. Now account will will not know. Oh, you might have a stash account where you're also contributing. Exactly. So that's why I say maybe link your TFSA to a single online platform and then stick to that. The interest rate that the listeners are referring to, 
probably refers to what they mean is if you have money in your TFSA and it's not yet invested, in other words, it's not yet in a, a, a unit trust or an ETF or money market fund, then that earns interest. That's going to earn roughly about uh, prime minus 3%. So that, that's probably the low interest rate that they're referring to. But remember, the platforms just give you an interest rate uh, until you invest. So they don't want you to just park your cash there. They actually want you to put that to good use because that is in the spirit of the TFSA account. And if you recall, I, I mentioned earlier, it should really be a tax-free investment account. So you put that money to productive use. And when you do that, then certainly you can invest in instruments or money market uh, funds or bond funds, for example, uh, that will certainly give you a higher interest rate. Okay, now I'm a little bit confused. So I've got my money in my stash account, right? Let's say I've, I've let's say I started first uh, March last year. We're coming up to first of March. Let's say I've got thirty six thousand rand. It's in my stash account. What now? What do I do with it to maximise that? I don't want to take anything from it. I want to maximise that. Is is any invest because presumably, am I am I now investing that thirty six thousand rand elsewhere? Yes, exactly. So, so the, the money coming in, so SARS takes note, okay, you've deposited 36,000 Rand in this tax year. What you do with that, SARS is not concerned by. And that's another one of the differences between an RA or a pension and provident fund and a, and a tax-free savings account is you're not limited by what, what asset classes you can invest in. So for your RA and your pension and provident funds, those are regulated by regulation 28, which means uh, Treasury has certain rules and regulations that protect you from taking undue risk with your retirement money. It's a, it's a sensible regulation. Now, for TFSA, the discretion is fully yours. You can invest in different types of investment vehicles, uh, which which is not uh, includes you know unit trusts, ETFs, and different type of investment vehicles within uh, that TFSA account. So definitely put the use. The rule is that investment scheme, um, and, and that, that refers to Unitrust and ETFs, for example, where it is a collection of investors putting their money uh, into a, a, a trust type structure and that is then managed by a professional manager on your behalf and so that over the long term, you are making ideally sensible choice. I have to caveat, because of the long-term nature that you should for yourself put on your TFS. Remember, I mentioned earlier, you're not going to see the tax benefit on the low bound. But over time, over a 15 to 20 period, that's going to make a meaningful difference in terms of your the growth, the compounded growth that you're getting because you're not being held back by taxes. The long-term nature of it means that you're probably going to best suited to, to invest in growth assets. So your equity-type structures, uh, local equity, um, and so uh, invest in ETH unit trusts that give you high exposure to equities because ideally you should be investing for the long term. And and over the long term, uh, those type of growth assets best bang for buck. I want to try and get Nick back on the line. Will you try again, Vicky? Because he's, he's he's dropping out and we're getting an awful lot of questions in. And I, I just want to make sure that, that everyone's on the same page because I'll admit I've, I'm, there's a little bit of a disconnect for me um, in terms of once you've once you've got your 36,000 or your 500,000, which is your lifetime limit, um, where the where the growth aspects come. Is it then my responsibility to then uh, find a separate growth vehicle for that amount um i'm going to put that question to nico in just a second and a few more of you are asking that um another question that's come in um 
which I will put to Nico just now around investing for grandchildren, which is a really good point. Grandchildren who are living uh, overseas. Um, let's try. Uh, let's try again, Nico. I'm so sorry. Uh, we we we've got you back there. We've got a question in uh, that says, "I've got two grandkids in the UK. Can I open an account in South Africa for them uh, and put away thirty six thousand rand a year?" That's a really interesting question. Thank you for that. I have to uh, preface by saying I'm not a tax expert, so okay. the best. Um, best best idea would be to 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 seek professional advice. Get, get uh, have a, a financial advisor that can look at exactly where their tax tax residency is and whether they qualify. Uh, if I can if I can make the question a bit more generic, can you invest in a TFSA linked to your child? You absolutely can, and that's a that's a very good principle to start early. So think if you have two children. And every year from now until, let's say, uh, they go to university, if you aspire to that, then that means you can invest 3,000 rand a month to, in their name and uh, reach that 500,000 rand limit. And that will then put, I mean, that, that will make an enormous difference by the time they reach university. Uh, the, only, the only caveat there is, though, once you want to take money out, that needs to be paid into a bank account linked to that child's name. So they, they, they stop you from, from creating many TFSA accounts uh, and, and sort of gaming the system by saying if you invest for your child, that must be uh, going, the proceeds must actually go to your child. Um, so just, just be careful there as well. Okay. All right. Um, uh, a couple more people asking about the about the investment aspect, and that's something that I just wanted uh, wanted to clear up as well. Once you once you have your amount, and I don't know if I'm now repeating myself, but I just want to b- be clear. Once you have that that amount that you, you let's say you're five hundred thousand. Is the onus then on me to find a separate investment vehicle where that is going to grow up or or add to my an already to my 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 investment portfolio? Yes, yes, exactly. So, so think think of it. Let, let me let me use or let me take a step back and, and, and try to simplify the, the the process. So the process will will pretty much look as follows. So you create uh, an, an investment account on an online platform. Let's say you use Satrix now or Easy Equities or whatever your platform of choice is. Now I have my account. Now I link my account, my online account to my TFSA. I put in there my tax number, my name, my ID, etc. Now I have a linked tax-free savings account to my name. The next step is I deposit money into that TFSA account. So I, I, I have, a, let's say, a bank, a debit order that goes off every month and puts in 3,000 Rand into that TFSA account. Now the money is there. SARS knows, right, anything that you do with this money, it will not be taxed, whether you just earn simple interest on it or capital gains or dividends, whatever the, the situation is, that is, I, I cannot touch that. Now, the money is just lying in your TFSA account, right? The next step is to actually put that to productive use. So to yeah. invest in an ETF or invest in unit trust. So my best recommendation, if, if, if all of this sounds overwhelming, simply Open a Satrix Now account or an Easy Equities or whatever platform you use. Yep. Link a TFSA account, deposit money in there, and find the most diversified ETF that you're comfortable with, yep. uh, and just invest it in there, out of sight, out of mind. Try to try to not touch it. Just leave it, and I guarantee you that. You know, over the long term, you're going to be very happy you did that. Okay, I'm going to take your advice on that one. Uh, with regards to the uh, accounts, as somebody, if I save thirty six thousand rand a year, will SARS penalise me for that? No. Um, or does the interest get lumped in with the five hundred thousand over a lifetime? 
I don't know if I understand ah, that, that question. Nico, maybe you do. That's, that's, that's actually a good question. Okay. So, so as your investment uh, account grows, SARS doesn't penalize you if it goes over. So let's say, let's say by March, I've put in uh, the 5th of March, I put in 36,000 Rand. Now, let's say I'm investing in a productive asset that grows. So by June, the account size is 45,000 Rand uh, mm. uh, already because I've, I've seen growth. SARS is not going to penalize you. They only take account for what goes in. So as long as you don't deposit more than 36,000 Rand, they want that account to grow. They want your 36,000 Rand to become 50,000 Rand because that means you can uh, you know, use that to, towards your retirement one day. But as long as the money coming in doesn't exceed 36,000 Rand. That's all that SARS cares about. Anne in Strand is asking, I have a TFSA, but I haven't contributed for many years. Can I top up 100,000 Rand for the years I haven't saved? Presumably, Very if, good question. if she's not going to, presumably, if she's got, uh, not if it's not going to take her over the 500,000. Very good question. The answer is absolutely no. You can only what? contribute up to 36,000 Rand per year. And if that year ends, it's a, it's a, so I, I, I enjoy a spot of rugby. It's a, there's a very good analogy in rugby. It's a use it or lose it. If you don't use your 36,000 Rand allowance per year, you lose it. You can't do it backward dated and go and say, oh, for these years I didn't pay, so I'm going to top up my account. Don't do that. SARS will penalize you. Hold on a minute. That seems terribly unfair. Okay, right. So, 30, so let me get this right in my head 36,000 Rand a year. 500,000 over your lifetime. I get you. Okay, so by doing that, but you're, you're essentially trying to put in, uh, what, just over three years worth in one lump sum. Can't do that. Those years have passed. Doesn't reply, apply retrospectively. Tough, tough luck. Tough luck. The ball's <laughs> been turned over. <laughs> I, see. I see. So, but, but what Anne could do is this year put in 36,000, next year put in 36,000, and the following year, I haven't done the maths, I've, I think I've gone over, and then put in, and, and over the next three years, invest that. Could she? Absolutely. Yeah. So she can just just start now, top that up, uh, and start investing. But remember, we mentioned earlier that if you use your full allowance of 36, it'll take roughly 13 to 14 years to get to that 500,000 rand uh, level. But remember, there's a time frame to that. You can take 20 years, 30 years, 50 yeah. years to get there. If you only want to invest 10,000 Rand, put 10,000 Rand into your TFSA account a year, there's no penalties for that. That's, that's uh, you know, absolutely your prerogative. And remember, different people have different capabilities of investing. And so if you start early, it's more about building the principle. It's almost like taking a jog in the morning or going to the gym. It's just about, you're not going to have a six-pack tomorrow, right? But you, yeah. you start building the, the momentum for exercise uh, and, and so this, this is a great tool to get you to say, you know what, I want to start investing and I might as well do it in, in, in an account where I, I get the maximum tax benefit. So, you know what, I'm going to start now small with my 100 rand or 200 rand a month and I'm going to put that into my TFSA. And you know what, when, when your income grows over time, uh, because you've built that momentum for investing, uh, it's going to be less effort for you to actually say, you know what, I'm going to actually increase to get closer to that 36,000 rand limit. Okay. Uh, somebody asking, oh, this is a good question. Please ask, uh, Nico, if the two-pot legislation uh, affects tax-free savings. Great question. Yes, and the answer is no, because the two-pot system refers to your RAs and your, t uh, and, and your pension and provident funds. So that legislation means you can access your uh, 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 funds linked to your retirement earlier, 
that's a separate thing. Remember, your TFSA account, you, there's no restrictions on you uh, um, accessing those funds. There's never been any restrictions. So in other words, the two-pot really doesn't, doesn't apply to a TFSA because you can access those funds at any time. Uh, it's just about it's just that SARS counts what's going in. You know, I can think of it almost as an analogy. If if, if you think of a farmer that has sheep, uh, th- that farmer just counts the sheep coming into the gate. It it doesn't it doesn't look at what the sheep do outside of that. It doesn't care if there's sheep running out or you know going their own way. It literally just counts that 36 sheep sheep is going into the uh, gate. From there on, whether you access those funds, whether you use it, whether you invest it, SARS doesn't care. It just counted the sheep coming into the gate. That's it. So two-pot doesn't apply uh, because you can anyway access your funds prior to retirement. Nico, you have been an absolute wealth of information. Uh, you can uh, get just direct us to the Satrix uh, website, if you will. You just type in satrixnow.co.za. Uh, there's also an app. And it really makes it easy for you to start. I think that is the key. The key is to start. And also, if I can just, just maybe mention, remember, because you're, you're trying to invest long-term, this, this is absolutely a long-term game, right? Yeah. Because you're trying to invest long-term, be very conscious of what you pay. So not all TFSA-linked uh, funds are efficient. Some of them have very high fees. And so the problem is if you're investing in a fund with very high fees, you might just erode all the tax benefits that you get over that 20 or 30-year period, and then it, it's all come to nothing. So I very much recommend using uh, low-cost funds, for example, ETFs, and try to put that to good use, maximize your allowance, and just stick to it. Stick to it for the long term. There's gold at the end of the road. Nico, thanks very much indeed. Been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Nico Katzka is uh, from Satrix talking to us uh, about uh, tax-free savings accounts. Uh, a wealth of information there. Don't worry if you didn't catch all of that, by the way. You can either uh, go to the Satrix website or you can listen again uh, to the podcast. Just go to primemediaplus.com uh, and then click on uh, the Cape Talk tab and then click on Weekend Breakfast with Sarah J. McQuarrie, which is what you're listening to now.